Hey Hi guys. guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Tipsy Taze. Once again, um, we're back. Yeah, we're back. So, so today we decided to switch it up from last time. So, um, today we each gave each other a subject, and um, we wrote each other's stories. Yes. So this week and next week is kind of flip flop. Right. So Taylor researched my topic and I researched Taylor's topic. My topic this week was Jean Bonnet. Jean Bonnet. John Bennett. John Bennett. And <laughs> next week, Taylor, what were we discussing? Bell Gunness. Mm, that bitch. <laughs> that crazy but bitch. Anyways. <laughs> She was nuts. I, I'm a little too drunk to remember what I wrote, but she, she's in it. Um, You'll find out next week, folks. Period. So don't worry about it. Yeah, no. And I, I feel like we both have such a... We've both enjoyed it, I feel like, you know, writing each other's stories. It kind of gives us more of a base to yeah. to kind of interact with each other when we yeah. talk. So More of an edge. Because then I'm like, I know what you're talking about. Period. <laughs> um, trigger warning to this um, episode. Child murder. Well, did they ever find the body? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Um, sexual assault to poor Jean Bonnet. Small Poss- mention of transphobia. Possible. Possible sexual assault. And a very small mention of transphobia, but I just wanted to put it in there just in mm-hmm. case. And not at the hands <laughs> of, no, of J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, you no, guys. no, no, not Hold from on. us. <laughs> yeah, not from us. Okay. <laughs> so today, you guys, we have a very, we have a story that is very, very sad. <laughs> and also very well-known case. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a cold case, obviously. I mean, it's never been solved, but... <laughs> If anybody knows this story, we all know who who we're talking about, old crazy eyes, but we'll get into that later. I, I so think, I wanna do I a think better... me and you, Josh, actually have conflicting theories here. But <laughs> I see your point after I researched it more. But yeah. What a better way to start this then <laughs> to have you write my story. <laughs> because then you'll be able to see my point, right? Yeah. Yep. So the way Taylor wrote this, we're going to give victims more of a spotlight on the show. So I want to give some background on Jean Bonnet to honor her in her very short life. Um, Jean Bonnet, JBR, um, she was just six years old when she was brutally murdered in her family home in 1996. Uh, side note, that was. <laughs> That was Taylor's birthday year. So as we lost a soul, we We gained gained a very beautiful soul. Oh, wait. I was born before she died. So I was like, oh, my God. What if I'm the reincarnation? But no, I don't think that's how it works. Sadly, you're not. You're a pharmacist. (laughs) She was a beauty queen. I can't compete with that. Yeah, period. She lived quite a life in those six short years, though. I'm going to tell you that. Um... Jean Benet Ramsey was born. Hold on. 
in all due respect, I'm just going to say JBR. I hate her full fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> I do. John Bonet. I. We're Amer. I, I, I don't even want to say Amer- that. We're just, <laughs> just shut the fuck up. JBR. She was JBR was born too. on. I know, but like Jean Benet, come on, bitch. We're like it was her dad's I, first and middle name together. Yeah, but as gross. a woman, gross, <laughs> gross. I think her I dad was... maybe was living vicariously through her name. Can you imagine if my name was my mom, my dad's first name, and my mom's middle name, Sh- Shane D. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway. We make Shundi. That'd be your name. Shundi. Shundi. With know some what? accents I've over never, it. Well, so that, but I've never been a fan of. I believe, and because I come from a, a family who has made many mistakes, you should na- <laughs> never name your children after yourself. Yeah, because those felonies you carry can carry on to them. <laughs> oh, but that's no. just from my family. But anyways, tell JBR. us more. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> out them. But JBR was born August sixth of 1990 to John and Patsy Ramsey, so she would be 32 today. She was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and had an older brother Burke, which we'll get into fucking <gasps> Burke. Burke. We'll definitely talk about him. Berkey boy. Um, Berkey. Um, the family moved to Boulder where um, JBR. <laughs> <laughs> she attended a High Peaks Elementary. Keep in mind, we say, say elementary because she was six. She only made it yes. to six. Not to be. <laughs> you don't she have to say it. She attended High Peaks <laughs> Elementary. <laughs> Not to be confused with Twin Peaks. <laughs> this was a joke written by yours truly, <laughs> Taylor. Sometimes I write in my jokes because I won't remember them <laughs> when I want to say This is say such them. a great experience. <laughs> I am loving this so far. You Honestly, get an insight into is... my mind. This mo- oh, now, unfortunately, she was only six when she died. So there's not... Well, you know what? Let me pause here. She was only six, so not only did she not get the opportunity to work at such an establishment as Twin Peaks... Yes. But she was only six, so there's not much else She didn't even make it to Hooters. She was a child beauty queen. Bitch. <laughs> so she was just a child beauty queen, and her mother, Patsy, was a pageant mother. Yeah. You guys remember Honey Boo Boo? Oh my god, yes! Honey Boo Imagine that. This was that. This was that situation. Yes. (laughs) 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 Double fist in it. Anyways, you guys can't see it on camera, but. (laughs) We had a surprise. We got somebody on the spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) She was. um, (laughs) So we have a Honey Boo Boo situation. Um. So her mother, Patsy, was a pageant mother who entered JBR into several pageants in Boulder. And she she did. She actually ended up winning several titles. Um, She was good at what she did, even if she didn't want to do it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Um, 
Her mother had been a beauty pageant, um, had also been a beauty pageant as a child. And um, a lot of people thought she was making um, Jean Bonnet do this stuff to, like, you know how you, like, live vicariously um, through your children, the worst of the worst. Um, but you can't always 100% confirm this, but... yeah. The best parents, I mean, like, you gotta think, so dance moms, mm-hmm. toddlers and tiaras, you, you look at those kids now, the, the, like, the stars of those shows, so like I said, Honey Boo Boo, yes. Jojo Siwa, the star, the, the stars of those shows now, like, look at them now, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, I, I mean, feel like, if you think about it, like, if your kid does the exact same thing that you did as a parent, I'm probably going to question if you're making them do it or not. <laughs> well, well, not only fair. that, are my <laughs> motives, are my motives pure? Yeah. I'm going to guess not. in this case, no. No, they weren't. 110%. And I, I hate to say that because, you know, this is one of the most Everybody knows who John Bonet Ramsey is. You know? Oh, there's yeah. conspiracies. There's everything. So many suspects. Like, it's crazy. Uh, but I'm going to tell you who my main suspect is at the. You know, I don't know when I'm going to tell you who the fuck it is. I'm going to tell you <laughs> when I feel the time is right. Exactly. But, but this is a sad story because she was so young. Like, she had a lot of life. I mean, we're talking about six years old. And it was it was ended prematurely on the night of December 25th. We're talking about f- fucking Christmas. In 1996. Talk about a Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. We're talking about a Christmas travesty. <laughs> on the year Taylor was born. <sighs> I'm reincarnate. And, just, I happened well, to come uh, along before she was dead. Well, I love that you keep saying you're reincarnate, you know, and we'll, we'll, you know, this is a sidetrack, but one, I've made a celebrity conspiracy story, but one of the conspiracy stories is that a celebrity conspiracy story is that Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey. What? I'll include that in my second episode, but we're not going to go too much into this. What? But anyways, let's just move on. Okay. Um, we we, we <laughs> honestly think a lot of factors played into why this case became a huge sensation. You know, she was young. She was a beauty pageant queen. She It was Christmas. And it's still basically a cold case. And Boulder was at the time a very safe place to live. Um, we'll kind of get into why, you know, the other aspects of the case. Um, Patsy, which was the mom, called the police at 5.52 a.m. on December 26th of 1996. So she woke up, found a ransom note, found that JBR, which once again is her, her daughter was not in her room 
And although the ransom note warned about calling law enforcement, she called them and they arrived by 5.55 p.m. Three minutes. That's a three-minute mark. Basic also, math. who gets up that early the day after Christmas? That's like how early you Not get up me, on Christmas. The day after Christmas, you sleep till like 10 a.m. Suspicious. Let me tell you something. I don't have kids. I'm gay. If I had adopted kids, my wait, door would wait, be wait, locked. wait, 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 wait. You're gay? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Even it, you know what? Even if I wasn't gay, I was a woman, no matter the fuck, my kids would know. You don't wake me up before 10 a.m. 10 a.m.? 10! 10 yes oh my god i even get up at like 6 a.m on christmas still and i'm like almost 27 i feel sorry for you anyways <laughs> but anyways she called the police at 5 52 a.m on the day but it was the day after christmas so after barely you know, a, and well here's my thing in my <laughs> eyes which like i said to you guys i don't have kids it's a day after christmas the kids have their gifts in my eyes, which, like I said, I don't have kids. They have their gifts. They do whatever I'm the fuck sleeping. they want. Uh huh. Right. They found a ransom note. The girl wasn't in her room, but in my eyes, I'm thinking, okay, she's playing with her gifts. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah. But Patsy, it was weird. She called. In my eyes, it's weird. Let me let me say that. She called. Friends, family to come search for her daughter. So, in the first piece of evidence in the ransom note, and this was a big piece of evidence that it kind of seems fishy and as if the scene was staged. Mm-hmm. So, it was, let's start off with it was kind of long. Um, it was found in the kitchen staircase, which, from what I understand, was a staircase that was always used by only people that knew. Um, the Ramsey family. You know? Um, yeah, it was like not the main s- staircase in their house, but it was like the one that they always used. Right. And there's, I have to read this. So bear with me because it's such <laughs> an important part of the story. Wait, are you reading the whole ransom note? It's highlighted. You highlighted it. I know. It's so... Okay. It's so... Here, I'll highlight the important part. And it's so... Which I'm... Weirdly worded. Yeah. It's very I got it. I'll highlight the important (laughs) parts in my drunken state of mind. Yes. So keep in mind two things. I'm drunk. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna just apart these things that I think are more important. Do it. So listen carefully. So we are a group of individuals that request a small foreign faction. Um, <laughs> you will withdraw $118,000 from your account. That's a very important point. Period. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining... A hunt eighteen thousand and twenty dollar bills. Make sure you bring an adequate size attached to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. 
I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you be rested. <laughs> if we monitor you getting the money early, you might call... We might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of the instructions will will result in an immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you be... Oh my god, so I advise <laughs> you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to stray dog, she dies. Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> if you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any found, she dies. You can try to <laughs> deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. Huh. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around. So don't think that killing us... So don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory! SBTC! <laughs> Oh my god! My favorite god. part is the the fat cat thing. <laughs> I'm gonna Taylor. start saying that. Taylor, I can't wait to tell my theory because yeah. I hate to say this, but my theory on who did it literally comes to life. I've never read this ransom note. I mean it. Really? But my theory. <laughs> I mean it. My I theory it. comes to life. With this ransom note. <laughs> I found it on a Wikipedia. <laughs> Bitch. No, no, no. We have similar theories, but we're just a tad different in our thoughts. I can't but wait to hear yours. I see where you come from after doing all the research. But just just keep going because it'll, it'll get into... More I don't know if any note. of our listeners listened to Time Suck, but they did a story on John Bonet, and <laughs> I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this because I think my thoughts align with theirs. I don't. I and see where you're coming from. I feel like I just had a theory from like when I heard this case like 15 years ago. You know. I didn't even hear about it then. Taylor piqued my interest in the paranormal and um, true crime. So oh, yeah. let's continue. This case, I this is like what got me into true crime. This case right here. So period. So with all of that, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation of Forensic Pathologists 
His name was Michael Baden. He he basically agreed that the note was staged and written by Patsy, which was kind of crazy. Um, it wasn't basically. He said it wasn't written by an outside stranger. Um, so I need you guys all to kind of circle back. I know we kind of we kind of trail off a lot, but there's two things that you guys need to keep in mind. We're drunk, one. <laughs> and for two... Most importantly. We have a lot of <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> and a lot of those thoughts, because we're drunk, come out a little earlier than expected. Uh-huh. So, um, so let's circle back to kind of the initial investigation. So with the initial investigation, it was originally thought that JonBenet Ramsey was kidnapped, so only her room was... So was her room was only roped off as a crime scene. So we have yet another story where evidence is mishandled. And the investigation is shoddy because all of these people came to help search for JBR. So how much evidence was kind of destroyed? There was no sign of yep. forced entry. And in the early afternoon, Detective Arndt asked John and a friend, Fleet White, to search around the house for anything that is out of place or looks suspicious. And of course, John goes down to the basement right away and finds JBR's body <laughs> behind a latch door. What the fuck? What? I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just laughing because uh, the story is just crazy. Oh my god. He he picks her up and he destroys the crime scene. <laughs> and then he just casually walks her upstairs. Uh, bitch, she was dead. Yes. Obviously the bitch was dead. Literally the article I read about this was like John beelined to the basement and found her body like immediately. So it's like, okay, he he literally knew that she he was there. He knew where it was. He knew that she was there. What a cunt. Yeah, like... Oh my god, I'm shitty. Like, how stupid bitch do you have to found. be? Bitch was found... You know what? Let me say this. I say bitch with the utmost respect. <laughs> the bitch was found with duct tape over her mouth, nylon cord around her wrist and neck, and she was covered with a white blanket. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. So an autopsy confirmed... That this was a homicide and she died by asphyxiation and strangulation. And she had, what the fuck, cranial cerebral trauma. <laughs> trauma, Basically, blunt force trauma to the head. Right. Sorry. Bitch <laughs> had been beat across the head. As well as sexual abuse due to possible vaginal injury and in that her vag... Have been wiped clean with a cloth. <laughs> what? Uh, the fuck? Yeah, it's not funny, but I just I find it funny that they have to be like it was homicide. Well, obviously she was fucking six, and she <laughs> had nylon cord around her neck and duct tape on her mouth. Obviously, it was a homicide. <laughs> I'm disgusted. She's fucking six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gross. Anyways. 
So, after her body was found, it was later found out that she had recently been diagnosed with vaginitis, which, for our male viewers, it's a condition <laughs> that little kids can get that is just, you know, some swelling or, you know, irritation of the vagina. So the signs of sexual assault that were there could have just been that sexual assault or it could yeah. have just been symptoms of the vaginitis that she had. So, yeah, I mean, the vaginitis could also be a sign of like chronic sexual abuse, though, because I know some people theorize that maybe the dad was like actually sexually abusing her or even the brother I heard that, was sexually yeah. abusing her. Uh, but oh, also it's just brother. something that kids can also just get from different things like soap or whatever like kids get utis and shit all the time like i used to get utis all the time when i was like five or some shit but you know like it can just happen but it can also be signs of something more sinister but yeah brother is a piece of shit Honestly, I'm <laughs> Well, we know Josh's side of the story now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So <laughs> Honestly, the end. Um, it was Burke. <laughs> <laughs> so, they also found <laughs> They also found what was to be like pineapple in her stomach and her parents claimed that they did not like give her any. Um <clears throat> But a bowl of pineapple with her brother Burke's fingerprints on it was found in the kitchen. And we'll talk about that bitch later. So, bitch Burke. Aside Baby. I, you guys, I hate, I hate him. <laughs> He's so weird. And I know weird does not equate to guilty. But it can. But it can, obviously. But he's... He's he's off. So, anyways, aside from the mishandling of evidence that was already stated, there was a lot of errors throughout the investigation, you know, including sharing evidence with John and Patsy, which obviously should not be done, you know, because of its evidence. <laughs> um... They also delayed interviews with parents and, you know, let them interview together. And they didn't do separate interviews until, you know, four months into the investigation. Which, if you're a real true crime buff, you know, that's also... They could They had four months to get their story straight. <laughs> right. And there's not... There, There's just so much going wrong here. Yeah. Whether or not the parents did it, whether or not the brother did it, whether or not, you know, anybody else did it in the in the blue, there's just, they gave so much room for people to prepare to just be, you know, to, to just make these answers, to be okay with it, to just be prepared. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. All right, so according to Boulder Police and a retired FBI profiler, whoever the fuck that was, <laughs> Greg McCrary. 
it is not only statistically much more probable for the homicide of a child to be done by a family member, <laughs> the brother, but the crime scene also showed pretty much no signs of forced entry, and it, it, it pretty much looks staged. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the ransom note. Honestly, you guys, from what I understand, the only... And when I say this, I'm putting in air quotes, the signed a forced entry (laughs) or exit air quotes was a little broken window in the basement air quotes, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) it was something that had happened before unless the intruder air quotes just use this as an opportunity. Honestly, there was just an intact cobweb on this window that had literal dust on it, and nothing outside this site was disturbed either. So it really did not seem that anyone had come in or out of this house this way. You yeah, guys, and it was just, it was an opportunity. <laughs> and also, it was like, Colorado in the winter and there was snow and there was like no footprints in the snow to show that like anybody was coming in or out of the house so period yeah seems like it was an inside job you guys the ransom note ended up being fucking fucking useless because you know what she was fucking dead (laughs) And you know what? At least we can assume she was already dead. You know, before, you know, they found, air quotes, the ransom note, they called, you know, before they found the ransom note and called police, unless the intruder or murderer remained in the house, killed her after they called police and then escaped within the three minutes. It took for police to arrive? No. Yeah. You guys. Because she called at 5.52 and the police got there at 5.55. You guys. This, <laughs> it was an inside totally, job. It's like it 9-11. Inside, this, this, you guys, <laughs> this, you guys, I will tell you my fucking thoughts. Whenever we get to him, this, this murderer was a family member. It was an but by inside that point, job. We can assume... They killed her before the note was left. Whatever. So, basically, a major theory at the beginning was that Patsy was yeah. angry at Jean Bonnet for peeing the bed. Whatever. <laughs> peeing the bed? No big deal. The... No big deal. <laughs> I don't believe this. That's why Josh I'm still pees the bed. Little mind. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I am very okay. Here's the thing. thing. I I am potty trained. I am potty trained, but I do still fear (gasps) peeing the bed. Me too, honestly. And sometimes I like have dreams that I'm like peeing, and I'm like, oh my god, what if I actually? Oh my god, am I peeing the bed right now? (laughs) I feel the same thing. But anyways, Patsy was angry at JBR Jean-Benet Ramsey for peeing the bed. Uh, supposedly she assaulted her to the point that she assumed she was dead. Wrong. And then <laughs> Wrong staged again. it to look like asphyxiation. 
but this was actually what killed her. Because she wasn't dead from the initial assault. Wrong. Wrong, Boom. wrong, wrong. Boom. Roasted. We all know who did it. I'm not even saying it yet because we, we're all thinking it. It was, you know, I'm not even going to say it yet. We'll get to it at when the I end. When I say it, right, when I say it, we're all going to be like, yeah, it's that dumb I, bitch. I feel like it's pretty much the main theory. Like, the theory right. at the end is Everybody pretty much the main it, theory. Because if you watch the interviews, we're all like, yeah, it was that dumb bitch. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I didn't I even know that was. fucking double fist and yeah, dicks in the Ronnie's mirror right a little now. gay. It's okay. It's okay to be gay, Josh. Don't, don't. No, it's not. Be homophobes. It's gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, guys. I'm a gay but you homophobe. know what? I actually had not really heard much information on the theory of the person that I know you think. Gross. Um, but once I started looking into it, I was like, okay, this actually kind of uh, makes a lot of sense. Period. Anyway, continue. You guys. Sorry. Stuff was done, okay? In the series, <laughs> the stage. Basically, the scene as an intruder coming through in the house, kidnapping her, period. Things were done. You know, it was it was investigated. You know what I'm saying? The notes, everything, paper, pen, everything was there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But you know what? Nothing tracked. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But here's here's what we call it, sad traction. Sad traction is what I say when it's just not true. There was a theory that the father, Jean, who this bitch was Jean. named after. <laughs> Jean. Who this bitch was named after, Jean Benet. Jean, of course, he, I mean, he immediately went to the room in the basement where JBR's body mm-hmm. was. Let's say this. You know what? Nobody's innocent. Because let me say this. Put yourself in his shoes. Your kid is discovered dead. You find out, you know, that kid is in your basement. Of course you're going to run to the basement, right? Tell me you're not wrong. If, if my kid was dead, and let me tell you this, I hate kids. If I had a biological kid, biological kid, adopt a kid, whatever. And I, I, I mean, I know I couldn't handle it. But if my kid turned up dead, I would rush to the crime scene and just hold him. Wait, he didn't That's know that she was this... there, though. But hold on. Hold the fuck on, bitch. <laughs> Josh has had too much tequila, everyone. He went... Here's the thing. This <laughs> is what it says, ho. John, of course, went... He immediately went to the room in the basement where JRB's body was and then destroyed the crime scene by removing the tape from her mouth, picking her body up, and taking her upstairs. Mm-hmm. That, to me, sounds like the actions of a distraught father. But, how did he know exactly where her body was? I mean, you... Ex- I mean, the of question. course they fucking told her. 
I mean, told him. You no, he found her body. You want to take her upstairs? No, he... F- he found her body. Like, nobody knew where she was. And the detective was like, well, look around the house for clues. And then he literally beelined to the basement and found her body. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so he found her and just fucking and then brought her I mean, yeah, after you find her, I mean, I could understand, like, picking her up and taking her upstairs. Yeah. I mean, if I found my child, I feel like I'd bring her upstairs. Yeah, but it was just weird how he just, like, immediately went to where her body was and found her. But do we know that he immediately just was like, oh, and then just walked to where she was? I mean, that's what the media says. But we know that that's not always true. Right. Period. So, continuing, (laughs) there was a boot print that was found near JBR, near her body, that didn't match anyone in the family. So even the dad... And she had been found behind a latch door, so there was some evidence of an intruder. But also evidence against there being an intruder, which is why we still had, like, basically a cold case. So basically, you know, it didn't match anybody that we knew. And so the cold case resulted in is, I mean, obviously, once again... And everybody involved in the case, the footprint didn't match anybody. Yeah. Period. That's true. But I wonder if they, like, even checked the, like, investigators or anything. Well, I guess she was in a locked room, so, yeah. But also, the way I feel about this case, and I feel bad saying this, she was a fucking... She was in a fucking beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the... the fact I don't know how to say this without coming across as an insensitive asshole but like this person should have tripped up by now like that's how I feel like like definitely like there's sick sadistic people out there like obviously this was a sick sadistic person Uh and they killed her for whatever reason but like my also thought is is like it's not some like some high profile we needed this person to keep the government running. Like <laughs> there's something we're missing. Well like that... it was just a crime of passion. <laughs> yeah, well that's the whole point of like why I think her family is at like the you know, the center of the crime is cause like what was the point? And they left a fake ransom note, quote-unquote. Like, that was obviously staged. She was already fucking dead. It was just to try to make it seem like people broke into the house and killed her. Which gets me to the end. Like, eventually we'll get to the part to where, who I think killed her. Ugh. Piece of shit. But anyways... So, quickly, JBR, their parents were 
growing suspicious, honestly. And according to police, they 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 became uncooperative, and they weren't very helpful in the in the investigation. And they later state this is because they were afraid there would not be a full investigation into the intruder theory. But rather they would become the prime suspects of the case, which we see happens a lot. Yeah. Like in a lot of the cases we we cover, I mean, obviously the parents become prime suspects immediately. Mm-hmm. And then once they're ruled out, that's when they... I mean, very rarely does it continue before it becomes a cold case, you know? Yeah. So, from my understanding, they never actually were officially named suspects, though a lot of people still believe at least one person in the family, if not all three, are the perpetrators of the crime. Um, We kind of talk about the Burke theory later, but just a bit more info on the timeline of the case. Um, In 1997, the parents put out a $100,000 reward in the paper in 1999, the Colorado governor, Bill Owens, called them out saying basically to stop hiding behind their attorneys and just cooperate with the investigation. Mm-hmm. But in the same year, which once again was 1999, a grand jury voted to indict the parents for child abuse and that John Bonet Ramsey died due to them knowingly putting her in a situation in which she could be and was harmed. But the district attorney, Alex Hunter, literally just said no. And there were no charges brought against them. And then, and this information that the grand jury wanted to indict these people was not public until 2013. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this gives Casey Anthony vibes. Yes. But you know what, Taylor? You were totally right about this case. Because I'm going to tell you something. This gives a total stopping place for this case. Yeah? Yes. Alright, folks. And this is going to be our first two-parter episode. Because it is very long. And we are only about halfway through. And also... We drank too much to continue. (laughs) Um, We did. (laughs) So, we will finish up the story of JonBenet Ramsey, which, um, you know, we still have to go through all the other suspects. We've only really talked about the mom as a theory. There's like five plus other people who are suspected in this murder. (laughs) So, um, we will finish that up next time. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day, friends. (laughs) Bye!